The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. All right, well, it's Fun Friday. We're going to get to our big blue folder of topics we didn't get to during the course of the week. But there also may be a contest as well, depending on uh, what order you're pulling it out yeah, of. Yeah, I just threw the yes tickets uh, somewhere, somewhere in the middle. So whenever we get to it, we get to it. Meanwhile, I apologize if I'm distracted. I'm receiving pictures from the hospital down in Calgary. We where... also found out the size of your grandchild. Yeah, uh, where did that go? Uh, uh, used to... Five pounds, 11 ounces. Healthy baby. Healthy baby, 10 fingers, 10 toes. Mom and baby doing great. Um, yeah, she looks exhausted, frankly. But I think anybody great. would be exhausted after that long of a labor. I'm excited uh, not only to have a new grandchild, but it, and maybe this is selfish of me, but I'm excited to have another of my children be a parent because I think they will have different perspective on parenting. But in, how, is that, how is that self? That's not selfish. Was well, just I, I. I guess it's selfish because I'm waiting for that call where they go, I don't know what to do, or... Well, the great part is that what's going to happen is that they're going to go through the whole trials and tribulations of being a parent, mm-hmm. and then at one moment, and maybe like the child's third birthday, fourth birthday, they're going to recap the last like 21 years they were living in <laughs> yeah, your place, right? They're right. like, oh, wow, it must have been rough. I just, <laughs> right? I, I am now more dedicated to taking care of my health and not so that I can see my grandchildren grow up, although that would be a nice That's an A plus, yeah, or that's a, a, bonus. a plus anyway. That's a plus, yeah. But more so that I want to watch my children raise teenagers. I want, I want the them. in their eyes. coming out. Exactly, to go out and not say where you are, not come back on time, wreck the car, um, not appreciate all the hard work that went into raising them to that point, all that stuff. It'll be delicious. I'm looking forward to it. And as I say, I mean, maybe, who knows? All I ever asked of myself as a parent was that I wanted to be a better parent than my father was. And all I ask of my children is try and be a better parent than I was. And and I think you're doing good. And I'm not saying I set the bar high or anything like that, but just be better <laughs> than me. And I, and I, you know, give you an example of my parenting. So Dave, my son, says, me the picture of the baby, several pictures, and says this, you know, as I say, five pounds, 11 ounces. You know, his head is just spinning. He hasn't slept in two days. And I replied by text, wow, if that was a roast, it would feed a family of six. And no response. So that's just... <laughs> and that'll be it. Yeah. And that's the last time you talk to Dave. For a couple of months. At least for a week. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> uh, all right. So a stack of stories we didn't get to. Here's yes. one. Give this me one. is from BuzzFeed, okay. uh, a website I like to go to to find the strange stories. And the question is, how do, you, how do your feelings on public displays of affection match up with other people? It was a survey done by BuzzFeed, and they asked people, what do you think about... PDAs or public displays of affection. And I want you to think in your minds right now how you feel about it when you see other people being affectionate publicly and how open you are to public affection yourself. And while I tell you the results of the survey, 96% uh, said that they are fine with letting their significant other put their arm around them. 96%. So we're good when it comes to putting your arm. Holding hands in public, 95%. Affectionately touching your significant other on a dance floor, 95%. So far, so good. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, playing footsies, it, we plummet in the radio. It drops. 58%. <laughs> 58% for playing footsie. Sitting on your significant other's lap at a party or having them sit on your lap, 
only 35%. Really? Mm. That's actually surprising. I, I would think I, that'd be a little bit higher I than that. I can't get Carol to sit on my lap. I'm Why always asking her to sit on my lap. She's like, no, I don't want to do that. Oh. Uh, giving a back okay. rub at a family gathering, 32%. Yeah, well, that's awkward at a family gathering. I actually need a back rub when I'm at a family gathering, if it's my family. Grabbing your significant other's butt in public, 22%. I could figure why that's low. Is grab different than a pat? Because I often pat Carol's butt. Uh, is a pat different than a grab? I think a pat's You'd a have to more ask sneaky. someone yeah. else. I'd have to, I should probably check with Carol. I, like, I mean, I give her a little I'm say pat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, aggressively making out in public. Totally not needed. <laughs> it 5%? almost percent Yeah, zero almost. Yeah, it was 5%. Good guess. Thank you. You know, although I do find that to be the most entertaining part of any company Christmas party, and I don't mean our company, let's say some <laughs> company that I worked for prior to our company, uh, if you stay long enough, Somebody's making out with somebody. Exactly. Which I well, find. Well, I guess uh, yeah. at, at that point, uh, the um, the courage juice is flowing at that point, and everything just <laughs> well, everything just happens. Right. Well, there's, there's a lack of intelligence flowing. <laughs> <laughs> it is entertaining though, and and I say oh, that it's great because then you then you could I'm not going to say you could use it against them at the next company party or uh, the next you, like company meeting. Yeah, kind of. Hey, how was you and uh, you know Greg? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's terrible. I'm sure there's an HR complaint in there somewhere, but yeah, it's very entertaining. Probably. I entertain a lot of Christmas parties, oh, obviously. Oh, you see it happen? Oh, see it all the time. And it's hilarious. <laughs> and, and the thing is, for a lot of people, that's the only time they really dress up, myself included. Right. You know, our company Christmas party, I'll put a suit on, of course. Right. Well, you looked good last time. Thanks very much. Yeah. Um, but the girls put on the nice dresses and everything. The you know the whiskey's flowing in. Well, you never know. What, do you, what do you think about this? Public display of affection. Are you okay with it? If you, you want mind? my opinion on everything, we're not yeah. going to get through half this folder. <laughs> so I, you know what? But I'm curious though because I, I, there is. Uh, I mean, let's let's be honest. There's a generational gap here. Mm. But I want to know if you feel the same as me because I think it's just like I don't need to see any of this. <laughs> well, look away, look away. But what if I'm in a mall and it's like right in front of me, like I'm walking, you know, and like literally I've seen people walk and make out at the same time in this city. Which not how even do they like not trip? Then. I've seen it too. See, I don't have a problem with it. Really? No. Hmm. Don't really care. Whatever your relationship is, your relationship is. I mean, I don't want you, you know, throwing Get your wife room. down on yeah, like the floor of the, you know, food court or seen anything. Seen that too. Have you really? Oh, they make out on the bus all the time. Seen uh, it on a, yep. seen seen it on on a bus. I've seen a little bit more on a bus too. Hmm. Which was an eye-opening experience as a ten-year-old Brandon. Well, I clearly, I clearly need to ride public 44 transport. Forty-four-year-old Gina just doesn't need to see that either. Nobody. All right, you guys have talked to me into changing my opinion. All right, story number two. Yes, there's a brand of coffee being recalled um, in Texas. There's a company in oh. Grand Prairie, Texas. Do you know there's a Grand Prairie, Texas? I did not, and yet. Is it's called uh, Best Best Herbs Coffee is the company. One of their brands is, uh, and I'm probably not going to pronounce this right. Uh, Kopi Jantan Traditional Natural Herbs Coffee, which, by the way, they need to send that back to the marketing. Any team. relation to Kopi Luwak? All right, Coffee? calm down, in there, G. I've got voices coming at me from all directions here. Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, the name isn't great, obviously. 
So, but here's the reason it's being recalled. The FDA, Food and Drug, Food and Drug Administration, uh, they've recalled it because they found out that the active ingredient in the coffee, and this might explain why people love it, is uh, the same active ingredient that's in Viagra. Well, that'll, uh, I guess, pump the blood. Well, didn't right? know what you were going to say there. I well, I, d- I tried my best to censor what I could. I mean, but at the of, same time, no. though... Uh, <laughs> I kind of, I, I don't, I, I, I kind of see how it can end up in the coffee. I can see how there wouldn't have been a complaint for quite some time. No, because this has been, this is not a. Oh, it's been around new for coffee. a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in fact, I would imagine upon hearing news of this secret ingredient that whatever was left on the shelves got snapped up pretty quick. Probably. Uh, but yeah, you could probably see the grocer be like, "No, we got to recall. No, I need it. Okay, I need it." <laughs> a little little pick me up in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Quite a little literally. coffee. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, the reason it's being recalled though is not because specifically it has any side effect that you might normally attribute to Viagra. Uh huh. The reason it's being recalled is because without claiming its side effect or its ingredient that your people you're putting people at risk who have high blood pressure high cholesterol or heart disease which is totally understandable right. because the whole point of that's right because when you read those viagra commercials they, they tell, tell you, you not right. to do it at all or cialis or whatever yeah. company that has it so basically if your coffee is keeping you up for nine or more straight hours you should probably phone your doctor you should see a doctor <laughs> that's 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 like you said there's probably be like the select few who went to the grocery store and said, like, look, okay, I'll give you 50 under the table. Yeah. Just give me the case. I don't know what's in this coffee, but I like it. <laughs> uh, so does my wife. And this, yeah. <laughs> and this one as well. Uh, this is such a long story that I'm going to summarize it for you because the part of the story that I found entertaining, there's this guy, and he's in Ontario, but I think he's originally from Edmonton. He's been married... Uh, to his wife for 30-some years. His wife, no, 40 years he's been married. You wouldn't know him, and his name wouldn't mean much to you, but you've probably worn his product. Uh, His name is Brian uh, Blatherwick, and he is sort of considered in the industry the king of costume. So he's the guy, when you go to Walmart, Costco, wherever, and you see all those costumes, probably his company had something to do with it. So he's in partnership with a lot of people around the world to bring costumes to Canada. And and apparently he was into more than that. So yeah, and I may forget some of the details, but in summary, it turns out that his wife, dropping him off at the airport one day, she said, or she, he said to her, hey, listen, I'm going to China, which is where he gets some of his costumes. Right. <clears throat> uh, don't bother trying to phone me because I can't get any reception in China. And I think that sort of twigged with her that that would be weird that they don't have cell phone reception in China. So as wives and husbands sometimes do, she became suspicious. So she went through his phone records and and determined that there was a lot of calls to the Philippines, which, of course, he doesn't do any business with the Philippines. Um, So she called the number and asked for him. And she was hoping, she says, that when they answered the phone and she asked for him, that it would be some company that maybe produces Halloween costumes. But it wasn't. It was a woman. So it turns out he's got a wife and kids down in the Philippines. And when she she phoned, he was just like, she said, yeah, he's right here. And then uh, his goose was cooked. And further investigation determined that he actually had more than the one extra wife. He had several girlfriends. He had children all over the world. Um, 
He's been doing a lot. He was engaged to a few as well. Now, he says, or court records, I should say, indicate that his company is worth uh, $50 million. It employs more than 4,000 people. And, uh, and But here's why it's a story. He's been ordered to pay $10 million to his wife and refuses. Won't give her a penny. Really? Not a penny. She's not getting a penny. I'm assuming this is like she filed for divorce. Yeah, they filed for divorce. And this is a part of the settlement. Right. But the judge has heard all arguments several years ago now, months and years ago, and ordered him to pay $10 million. And he keeps finding reasons not to pay it or drag his heels or whatever. And the judge, in what is considered to be a very rare occurrence, is actually throwing him in jail. Just and I know you know when you're a delinquent dad and you haven't made your child support payments that you can end up in jail, but the judge is just at wit's end here because he's he personally has never experienced a situation where was he held in contempt? Is that is that why he was imprisoned? Or? Uh, I don't know if it was. Yeah, probably would have been contempt of a court order. That's right. Um, but the guy on his way to jail is saying, "I don't care." Like he's been given six months, so it's not you're going to stay in jail until you apologize or give the time he's just got he's been given a six-month jail term and i thought just like that yeah a jail you know jail was gonna say divorce can be tricky. messy yeah yeah but i've never seen one any messier than this and and like i say he's worth 50 million he doesn't think his wife deserves a penny and his wife says she's not surprised either he's been a cheap whatever um the funny thing again about this to me as well I mentioned that he's like the king of Halloween costume. His most famous costume, his most, his biggest moneymaker, uh, one of those black and white striped uh, prison uniforms. Really? Yeah. How ironic. I know. It just, <laughs> he made a lot of his money looking like a prisoner, and now, now he is one. he's a prisoner. That's right. Uh, there was a rim shot button. I'd press that right <laughs> If now. I had it, if there was hot buttons in the studio, <laughs> I'd hit it. Uh, let's take our break and keep plowing through the file of fun stories. All right, as we make our way still through the uh, big blue folder of Friday fun stories, what what have you got in front of you? Well, this one's, I wouldn't describe it necessarily as fun, but it's one of those things where you just can't write. Like this stuff, this is a movie waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. Like a really satire type movie waiting to happen. You can't write it, but here's what happened. Husband, 54-year-old guy, and this is, by the way, all happening because it always happens in the States. This is South Carolina. Lexington. Lexington, South Carolina. I'll actually be going there in October. Hmm. Um, What happened is that he told his 48-year-old wife that he's going to go out with the boys and he's going to go drinking at the local pub. And that's all fine and good. And what ends up happening, what really ends up happening is that he's actually accessed a website uh, that advertised uh, essentially... Uh, without sugarcoating it, prostitution. Yeah, not essentially. It was a prostitute website, which apparently he's frequented many times. Many times. Yeah. Okay. So he goes. He goes to a uh, to the hotel, and he essentially looked up somebody who was a 26 year old woman. That uh, I don't know why you keep saying essentially. He did look up. He did. No, (laughs) uh, not essentially. I'm saying he found what he thought was a 26 year old woman, and it was advertised. Yeah, as terrible as it sounds, the advertisement only does not give you a photo of the person. Neck down. It gives you from the neck down, so you can't see the face. So he gets to the hotel, and the 26 year old woman walks in. Actually, his 48 year old wife. Ooh, false advertising. Yeah. So there was uh, quite the kerfuffle. 
So just After review all of that. Just review. Yeah. This guy's been uh, frequenting prostitutes from a website, and apparently has done it on more many than times. One occasion. Yeah, has found a way to convince his wife that he's actually got to be somewhere else. When in fact he's just going to a neighboring uh, hotel, hotel, uh, you know, suburb, and ordering up prostitutes. And the the 26 year old prostitute turned out to be his 48 year old wife of what? Uh, 17 years. 17 years they've been married. 17 years. And, uh, well, uh, it's, uh, it's quoted here, she was furious to find her husband in a motel room, although he was equally angry to learn that his wife had been well, advertising her services on a prostitution website. Hello, kettle. Yeah, meat pot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a dysfunctional relationship right there, which is weird, hey, because... He's making excuses to leave the house and trying to fool his wife, and she's probably like, "Oh, thank God, he's going out again." Now I can, you know, now uh, I can make do a, this. make yeah. some bucks. Yeah. So, uh, it so came, all now all, it came to the attention of yeah. police because a fight broke out in the hotel room. There was a disturbance around 8 p.m. after the woman had arrived. And once they discovered, of course, they were actually husband and wife. It was so ruckus a disturbance that police were called and responded. But in the now, end, who's getting charged? The here? husband. Now, may may face charges under uh, South Carolina's uh, prostitution laws that makes it illegal to engage in any type of sexual activity in exchange for money or other form of compensation, even if it's with your own spouse. Isn't that interesting? So, uh, prostitution is handled in various jurisdic- uh, jurisdictions different ways. Um, Oftentimes you cannot you can sell sex but you can't buy it stuff like that like they yeah, just pick the one John or the other. John would get charged, right? So yeah. in this case, he attempted to enter into an agreement, sex for money. So therefore, he is the culpable party. Uh, now they haven't charged him yet. I mean, it's an unusual case, but they likely will. Probably wow. considering the fact that just the state law makes it really hard not to yeah. get charged. But an interesting case, nonetheless. You're not going to believe what's in front of me right now. What's in front of you right now? The tickets. Oh, a pair hey. of tickets to see Yes with Todd Rundgren live at the Northern Alberta Jubilee Auditorium September 7th. So we're here. Give me a call. 496-0063. 496-0063 to win that pair of tickets. As I said earlier, I took all the stories and then I took the prize sheet and I just slipped it in. And, and it just ended up there. It just happens to be right there. I'd kind of hope for later on in the show, but that's fine. Let's take a call at random. Hi, who's this? We'll oh, turn down your radio, yep. buddy, before we don't have yours anymore. Hello? Oh, I think that was Patrick. That's too bad that he didn't answer when I asked. All right. Hi, who's this? This is Brian. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Good, thank you. Good. You know the rules when it comes to us giving away tickets? I hope so. You got to know what you're calling to win. What are you calling to win? It'd be the yes tickets. There you go. And are you excited by the prospect of going to see yes? Certainly. You don't sound excited, Brian. I got to be honest with you. It's Friday. I feel like there should be more excitement involved. Or are you just it a low-key guy? unbelievable, thank you. <laughs> well, don't thank me yet. Uh, are you a fan of Yes? Uh, it's been a while, yeah, back uh, in the day. Yeah, I'm sure. Who would you take if you had a pair of tickets? I would take my friend. Your friend? Yeah, my best friend, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Uh, another guy, a girl? It would be a guy, yeah. Ah, just a couple of guys It'd going to It would be a guy's night out. Yeah, why not? Hey, a couple of drinks beforehand, maybe something to eat after. Sounds like a good plan. All right, Brian, I'm going to put you on hold. The tickets are yours. All I ask of you is that you text us after uh, September 7th and, and tell us how it was, okay? You're on. All right, sounds good. That's uh, Brian just winning the tickets.
Huh. Just Very like excited, that. Brian. And, you know, I think Brian was excited. I think he's just a little low-key. Just a little low-key. Oh, look at that. We're a minute past our break. Thanks for indicating that, G. All right, we'll take a break for news. When we come back, uh, back to the big blue folder. 335 in Edmonton as we continue to get through the stories we didn't get to all week. Did want to make mention of a police uh, notice that just came out. EPS would like to remind everyone to remove all valuables from your vehicles and ensure your vehicles, garage, and house are all secure at times. I've noticed this on Twitter. They're recommending you join the hashtag... 9 p.m. routine so every night at 9 p.m. check your vehicles your garage your windows and doors to ensure everything is locked and valuables are out of sight and I did see a story I believe in the Sun a couple of days ago oh no actually no it was on Global's uh, website that it's been a tough summer for residents specifically of uh, Garneau and Old Strathcona they've been hit especially hard when it comes to vehicle related thefts uh, police issuing several reminders like the one I just read about locking vehicles and garage. And listen to this. Between June 1st and July 19th, uh, EPS has investigated 31 complaints of thieves stealing valuables from vehicles parked on streets and in garages. And several of those thefts occurred after the owner had left the vehicle unlocked or had left the keys inside the vehicle. And eight vehicles were stolen during the same six-week period. So a couple of tips from the EPS. Police say a vehicle should never, under any circumstances, be left with the key in the ignition. Don't ever leave a spare key inside your vehicle. Police say thieves look for spare keys. That's one of the first things they do. Uh, and also be sure every aspect of your car is locked when you leave it. So that means doors, uh, of course, but also windows, the sunroof, uh, hatch, wherever possible, leave your vehicle in a locked garage and then be sure to lock the garage as well. So just a couple of things to uh, think about over the weekend. That'll ruin your weekend in a heartbeat. Hey, getting your car broken into. Or stolen. One of the two. It's happened yeah, to me. It happened sucks. to me as well. And I was one of those guys. The car was unlocked. Yeah, for me it was. Uh, for me it was. I just left my iPod out, oh, yeah. and That'd somebody be just enough. decided. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that's to them. It's like, oh, it's an easy hundred bucks I can make. I'm still kind of bugged about it. To be honest with you, well, because it's like somebody violates your privacy. Right, but right? they didn't. It, the reason I'm bugged, they didn't take anything I can't replace. There wasn't much value uh, of value in the vehicle, but what was in the vehicle was one of those AMA yellow cards that says all valuables have been removed. Yeah, and they took that and jammed it into my sunroof as though to say now all the valuables have been removed. It that's was sort not of, cool. Insult to injury, I guess. Yeah, I, I could understand that. Um, all right. All right, what do you got? So we're moving on here yep. uh, on the suggestion of Doug, actually, who texted into 630-630. When Doug texted this in, I didn't believe it. And I actually had to look it up, and right. sure enough, this is a real thing. Okay. Okay. So there was a mom uh, who has kids in school. There was a bake sale. And the mother wanted Where to... Where was this? Uh, this, it's unknown in the United States. Okay. And the mother is also unknown as well. Unnamed, but, all right. Uh, unnamed, unknown, because they want to yep. keep everything, you know, so that you're not going to get basically mob justice. Sure, okay. Anyways, so mom bake sale, yeah. Mom bake sale for her kids uh, doesn't have any milk, okay? And making brownies. So what does she do? Don't tell me. She uses her breast milk. Of course she did. For the brownies. And to her defense, she says, quote, well, it wasn't even that much. <laughs> but 
at the same time, so uh, anyways, the reaction to the post, it's got, you know, about a thousand shares, thousand comments. It's been a little bit mixed as well, surprisingly. It's been mixed? It's been mixed as well. Uh, you know, some people seem like milk isn't even one of the ingredients to brownies, whether it be human or cow. <laughs> that's, you know, uh, that's where you drew the line. Others found, Who's putting milk in their brownies? Uh, others found pretty humorous in the situation. Others were obviously disgusted. Now, uh, so according... Uh, let's go back to the, uh, not necessarily the FDA, but the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, breast milk, good for babies. The U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention notes that HIV and other serious infectious diseases can be transmitted through the liquid. Mm. So if she's sick, something could have transmitted. I mean, sure. I'm not going to say, you know, the mother had HIV or anything like that, but even a cold yeah. could do that. How right? did they find out? Uh, she publicly shared it. That's because we're just in that Her day and age where she, the day. Uh, yeah, so the, she posted it to something called the Sanctamami Facebook page and revealed the mother's dilemma when she ran out of cow's milk and as an ingredient for her baking, decided to use her own breast milk as a substitution. Quote, I didn't have time to run to the store. I didn't think it was a big deal. And it wasn't Well, she must have much. thought it was a big deal to post about it. I th- oh, well, uh, I don't know what you, why you'd post that to begin with, uh, but at the same time, though, uh, the fact that this, it's, and by the way, it's almost, it's, it's a mystery, right? You have no idea. What's a mystery? If it, uh, what school it was at. Oh, what, I see. Uh, okay. Like, who the mom yeah. was, yeah. who the kids were, right? So you have no idea. It could have been your <laughs> so, kids. Right? right, so, well, it was in the United States, though, so. It was in the U.S., so we don't have anything to worry about Any here? of our American listeners who were at a bake sale last week, uh, and Watch out. brownies, yeah, you might want to take a second look. Uh, Irene wants to talk to us. Hi, Irene, what's on your mind? Oh, Hi. Um, you were talking about some of these thefts, and something's happening in our area, and I know it just happened to a neighbor kitty corner from us, and I know Crestwood and Grosvenor have had a lot of garages that have had thefts. And what happened is they did not break into the garage. They opened the garage door with a universal remote of some sort. Like a garage opener you're talking yes. about. And I think a lot of people don't realize that when you get your garage door, you should ensure you change the code because I know Global, this was a couple of years ago, they showed going into some of the new subdivisions, and those are, you know, they, the, the developer buys a mass amount of the same product for their, for their housing, hmm. and they had all the same code on their garage doors. Nobody bothered changing what the manufacturer put in, and they were just pressing the remote, and all the garage doors were opening. That's interesting, because you're probably talking about the frequency and not the code itself, uh, because most people just have a button that they push and the garage opens, right. but you're right. There's a limited number of frequencies. It's funny, because actually, the police put out a bulletin a few days ago that I saw, and I, I neglected to mention it mm. when I was just talking, but they were saying, uh, additionally, never leave your garage opener in your car. And the reason being that not because they're concerned that they'll go around opening neighbors' garages, but they'll certainly open yours. And if they open yours, they ne- have now gained access to everything you've got in your garage. But additionally, a lot of garages that are attached to a house, some people forget because the garage door is down to lock the inside door. So now they've gained access to your house as well. Well, in this case, it's a deta- these are detached garages in these areas, mm. and the doors were all locked, you know, the man yeah. door and everything, 
but but they were they them. had uh, uh, they had access they had uh, some sort of remote because that's what the police told the um, our neighbor there was hmm. absolutely no break in as such but they opened the garage door the garage door was open when when the owner got up our neighbor and went through the man door and saw oh the garage door is open and guess what they're very expensive bikes of course and tools were all taken oh my irene appreciate the advice thank you so much bye-bye all right bye-bye yeah, I, you know what? That is an awful feeling, burglary aside. When you wake up in the morning, look out, and realize you left the garage door open all night. Oh, that's a bad feeling. And I did it once. I'll never do it again. Don't try and track me down. It's not going to happen. But we had bought all the alcohol, pop, and everything for the festival. And we were waiting for Big Top Tent Rental to come over with their truck and pick it up and then distribute it to the five or six venues. And it was all sitting in my garage, stacked, and I forgot to close the garage door overnight. Oops. Yeah. I woke up in the morning, looked out the kitchen in the back window, and thought, why am I able to see the back lane? And I ran out to the garage, not a bottle missing. They must That's have been, a very nice neighborhood you live in. Either that or everybody thought that has to be a trap. <laughs> There's just just a bunch of right. booze out in the open, yeah. and then you got, you know, old man girls with a shotgun right. just waiting to walk out. There was even one of those little <laughs> carts to load it on a truck, oh, so I'd be better. like, so yeah, like, come here on. Here you go. Yeah, there's going to be a net dropping from the ceiling <laughs> if I walk in that garage. Uh, let's get our first, uh, well, actually, this half hour's only break out of the way, and then we'll keep plowing through these stories. Boy, you never know what is going to engage our listeners. And And apparently garage openers has been the issue. That's what Dave wants to talk about as well. Hey, Dave. Hey, Andrew. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. So I'm going to just tell you briefly on on what happened to us. Uh, We moved into a new neighborhood, had my truck parked outside of my, my garage, they uh, they got into my my kids left my truck open. Mm. They uh, got my garage door opener, and the funny thing is, is nothing went missing, except N- for every piece of my personal information. Oh no! And uh, and they got into our other vehicles as well. And then to add insult to injury, um, you, you might be able to appreciate this. They left a can of RC cola in my truck and a toonie on the console. Oh, and. What transpired out of that is, is I went to the RCMP and I, and I talked to them and they basically said what these guys are doing now is they're actually going out and looking for personal information because these organized groups um, will pay. So if they can get your, say, a bank statement, uh, that'll get them $10. If they can get a wallet with your name and your, your address and everything on it, that'll get them $20. And they get paid based on that. So people aren't even looking for tools or those kind of things as much anymore as they are mining for data so that they can use it to take your identity. That's really interesting because obviously, yeah, far more valuable than a couple of uh, used hand tools would be identity theft for sure. Well, well, and what they're saying is is that, um, as an example, somebody can go and and get a Home Depot card, say, in your name, uh, pay the bill, uh, and and you'd never know that it was actually taken out in your name. And then they go and say, actually, you know, we've been paying this for a year. Uh, we'd like to up our limit to $10,000. Mm-hmm. And then you don't realize it until it's gone to a collections agency, until it's ruined your credit bureau and everything else. So I actually had to go uh, to all my credit card companies. I had to go to 
the um, the credit card or the credit bureaus, and I had to get them to put special stuff on all my files so that. If someone applies for credit, they ask. Yeah. What a nightmare, Dave. And, you know, the police have said in the past, we had a guest on one time weeks ago, months ago now perhaps, saying that you shouldn't have your vehicle license or uh, registration and insurance in the glove compartment. But the problem is, uh, in my my car gets driven by three people. So, well, you know, I I, I get the risk, but so everybody has to have a copy? And, and you hit the nail on the head, Andrew, because that's what they took. They took all of that. So I had to go running around and, and, and switch all this stuff. Hmm. And the police officer that I talked to, and, and he's, a, he's a personal friend, he said, all of us, we don't even have that information in our car. But yet if you don't have it, it with you or in your car and you get pulled over, right. you have to failure to provide is X, Y, Z fine, right? And so it, it's such a tough thing. And and criminals are just getting, they're they're getting very savvy. Yeah, and, they are, and, and more brazen, and we, frankly. Yeah, yeah, hundred yep. percent. And so they were in my in my garage in my home. They broke into my mother in law's car, and it was just it was that real feeling of of being violated. Yeah, and you know what, Dave? Uh, heightened by the fact that, and you said I'd appreciate it. I do. I appreciate the anger that I feel that they left a toonie and a part of a drink because basically what no, they no. said is we took our time with this while we the, ripped you the, off. The, the can was full oh. and it wasn't, you know, it wouldn't have been as bad if it had been a Coca-Cola, but it was like <laughs> a Coca-Cola, man. Yeah, exactly. At least leave the good that's, stuff. That's right. Like, you know, have the decency to leave me a can of Coke to like eat my uh, yeah, exactly. you know, pain. So. There goes Thanks, the RC Andrew. Cola account. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate Take the care. phone call. Have a great weekend. Yeah, that just yeah. It is. It's a viol. It's a violated feeling, and mm-hmm. it sucks. And there's no way you can get that back. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, has you have you ever had your house broken into at all? Not this one, but when I was a kid, we got broken into. We got broken into as well, and uh, they took everything. And the worst part for me was um, I'm Catholic. And, that is uh, that is bad. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm, no, I apologize. What I'm Catholic. It was more of a thought. Okay, communion is one of the sacraments that yeah. you have, and you get a lot of financial help during communion, right? Like, you know, as a kid, you're seven years old, and here's what do you mean to get a lot of financial help? Like, the, you, it's a gifts. You get gifts, right? Like, you oh. get a hundred bucks here, you get two hundred oh. bucks here, and everything like that, right? It's mm. just to help you out. You know, start a college fund or something like sure, that. Sure, yeah. Right? Helps the family, helps everyone else. Uh, my mom. Too lazy to start a bank account for me. You just called your own mother lazy. Yeah, it's fine. Too lazy. I thought to Italian start a... boys worship their moms. There. Uh, after when we lived there, yeah, you okay. have to, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you get out, and it's like, oh, oh god, just right out Anyways. there, on, right out there on the big six thirty chat. My my mom's too lazy, lazy okay. to make a bank account Said for it me. Again, okay. And they came and they stole something like two and a half grand worth of checks. And they're probably not even Catholic. No, no. Not at all. But they caught one of them. Was thirteen oh. years old. Thirteen years old. Did you get your money back? Uh, no, I got a uh, I got a watch back and jewelry. Oh, and that's it. But no checks. Really? Yeah. That communion thing seems like it pays off. So is that? It did uh, pay off. Well, an Italian family him. too, because I mean, don't you guys have like a thousand cousins? Yeah. Everybody gets. Am I stereotyping everybody. a little bit here? No, the Italians have big families, huge. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big families, right? Catholic huh. families, they're all big, <laughs> right? So, like, it just, it was great, and I was like excited because you know I'm seven years old. And I'm like, all right, you know, like I could, you thought, I could buy myself a Super Nintendo or something like. Oh, that, I was gonna right? go with gold chain and a sports car, but no, sure, Super maybe Nintendo. I'm stereotyping again. Yeah. <laughs>
a kappa jogging suit. A shirt that doesn't quite do up all the way. No, a little more hair on the chest. That's fine. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. It sucked. It, I'm sure it did. And it was a very violating feeling, but I was more pissed off because it's just the fact that it, like all that money just just. Left. Oh, yeah. Don't we, keep your money just into one place, people. It's funny. I've said before that as I get older, I look in the mirror and see my dad, right? It's just amazing. And and then you hear your, like, I clear my throat. I hear my father. Right? So I totally get where my father came from on this. But we got broken into, and a lot of things got stolen. The five kids in my house. And it was things like coin collections and stuff like that. Yeah. that I'm sure they just punched all the little coins out and spent them without realizing the value of individual coins that had taken years to collect, a stamp collection gone, like stuff like that. But what really upset my dad, and now in hindsight, I didn't understand why he was upset, uh, but in hindsight I see it perfectly why he was upset, because they vandalized the house. And to his way of thinking, it was like, so take the stuff, but don't, you know... You don't need to knock over the dresser yeah, or something Yeah, or like spray that. paint yeah. a wall or damage yep. something or, you know, just... It's insult to injury. Right. Like, just take the stuff. We'll figure out how to replace it. We'll call the insurance company, the police. We'll do everything we need to do. But now, you know, now we got to repaint the wall. And now we got to... You know what I mean? Like, it was like, oh, come on, man. Like, it's... Oh, I almost said something really bad. <laughs> You, you're fired up about it, though. I like, am a little is, bit. It is. It's it's a violating feeling, and you'll never get that feeling back, right? You know, and you like know, I'm, I, I don't speak of my parents oftentimes in glowing terms, and and I know people have mentioned it. And if you listen to uh, the announcers this week, you'll hear more of it. But I I, I want to make this clear about my parents: very hardworking, dedicated individuals. I've never met a man smarter than my dad to this day. Um, my mom, I've never met anyone. I mean, think about her as a war bride and suddenly having five children and a husband that was traveling for half the year on government business. I mean, they worked hard and the theft is one thing, but the insult is another. Yeah. You know, and it was, it 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 was offensive. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And they didn't just spray paint. Of course they spray painted, you know, words and offensive words that, you, you know what I mean? Like it was just like, yeah, okay, thanks guys. Yeah. For us, it was, uh, broken walls. Like, why do you got to break a wall for? Like, the drywall. Anyway. So you're sticking yeah. to the story that someone broke in, eh? Oh, they did. No, no, All no. Right, they, okay, they totally yeah, did break in. Yeah, my money's gone, and there's a hole in my bedroom wall. Oh, no, they broke in through the basement. All right, okay, all fair enough. Well, you don't believe me? No, no, I totally believe you. You don't believe me. All right, let's uh, plunge ahead. Hey, this sounds a lot like the uh, set of steps in Toronto or my tree in Edmonton. And by the way, the set of steps got uh, torn down this morning. Sad. Yeah, city crew in Etobicoke showed up bright and early this morning and uh, tore and the steps down. how long did it take for that? For to them to tear... Well, down. it was a three-man crew, near as I could figure from the picture. Three-man crew, but that story came out two days ago? Yeah. See, city moves fast when they want to. Yeah. They'd been waiting, uh, I think, the better part of six years for the stairs, but it only took them one day. It's like, in many ways, this has probably changed over the years, too. It's like, in many ways, when you used to wait for the cable guy to show up. So to be like, yeah, we can be there next week, but if you don't pay the cable bill, they can shut it off from downtown. It's like, why don't you use that switch to turn on the cable? That seems... Anyways, one more before we let you go uh, for the top of the hour. I only have a minute. I said, this sounds like the stairs and the the tree. There's a British man, his young daughter, they've uh, now gained international attention and here's why. Andre Spicer and his five-year-old daughter opened up a lemonade stand and they were selling lemonade uh, near their home in London, England. 
Uh, the girl was selling uh, this freshly made lemonade to fans who were attending the Love Box Festival. Um, but you know who came along? A bylaw enforcement officer asked to see the license to Come operate on. a business. They couldn't produce it because they didn't have one. And she was fined 150 pounds, the equivalent of $244 Canadian. And, of course, he put a picture of it up on a website. It went viral. And now city council in the area, and in London they break up the city into various councils. Uh, the council for that area has apologized, has thrown out the ticket, and said that while they expect their enforcement officers to do a diligent job, they also expect them to show common sense and to use their powers sensibly, and that in this case, that clearly did not happen. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.